Father, our Lord, bless us by your Spirit with lives transformed, that we may love, that we may serve as your Spirit fills our hearts, that your love may change the world. In Jesus, amen. World changers. <laughs> world changers. The words seek knowledge, affirm faith, change the world, greeted me for years as I would enter and greet you as you would enter this university campus. Those purposeful words have evolved to a claim. World changers made here. World changers. <laughs> now part of our language here at Andrews. Those words offer something of a prophetic calling. They express our identity. They become for us, you might say, a brand. World changers made here. So, <clears throat> good morning, world changers. Really? <clears throat> it sounds almost like a bit of extravagant claim, world changers. Great. In a world where children become victims of violence, we could use some change. Where people overdose on pain medications we could use some change. Where people cannot afford health care, we could use some change. Where in the richest nation in history, there are children who go to bed hungry, we could use some change. Where people reject others because they look a bit different or they came from a different country or they are a different gender, we could use some change. Go. Change the world. But graduates... I have a question. <laughs> I have a little grandson who's occasionally come to me and say, I have a question. <laughs> and you're used to questions. I have a question. How are you going to do it? Now, in one perspective, the answer seems really clear. Knowledge. Apply your knowledge. 
If you have a degree in chemistry, research, discover, help others to do the same. If you have a degree in English, think, value art, value beauty, inspire others to do the same. If it's in health degree, share, heal, listen, care about these marvelous gifts of our bodies. A degree in education, develop learners who in turn also teach others. Whatever your field, in business, in every discipline, use that knowledge to change the world. So yes, knowledge. Use it. That's at least in part why we celebrate this weekend. But here's the thing. What distinguishes you, an Andrews graduate, from a university like, shall we say, Michigan State University, MSU? Graduates from MSU have knowledge. Many know what you know in the fields of science or healthcare, literature, education, the disciplines that contribute to the world. Is there a unique contribution of Andrews University? Beyond knowledge. Were you an Andrews graduate? Can apply something to change the world. Well, we could assert that those added values that this university community espouses at Andrews is the answer. Values like integrity, like commitment, like kindness, they're at the core of this place. And yes, okay, (laughs) we err. All right, let's get past that. The values that we espouse the standards coming from those values are a unique contribution of this community. So, Professor, you say, all right, all right, we get it. That's what makes us world changers. We use our knowledge and we do it while striving to emulate really important values espoused here at Andrews University. That changes the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yes. (laughs) It does. So mission accomplished. Right? Mission accomplished. Well, not so fast. Many graduates from universities around this globe demonstrate important values. Do you imagine or do you assume that graduates from public universities never care for others, never do their best, never use their knowledge to help? 
to contribute to community or family? Many do. So what makes you different? Is there something? Is there something beyond knowledge, beyond values? Is there something that makes you uniquely prepared to go change the world? Or stated differently, why in the world did you spend your money here at Andrews University? <laughs> perhaps, okay, you know, perhaps the answer is the added worth of this faith community. You know that Andrews <laughs> surfaces, creates, created, became a place because of the vision of a faith community, the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And you say, well, that adds value. Good answer. We are blessed in community. Regardless of your particular community history, your particular community journey, perhaps a community of faith or of differing nature, you know the value of community, right? And Andrews is nurtured by a strong community, a community of faith. Now, communities empower individuals. You're an Andrews graduate. You're a graduate of this Seventh-day Adventist University. Extraordinary. Excellent. <sighs> but now think carefully. Community. Communities exist. They take form, inevitably, around common interests, common culture, common belief. They empower good, but sometimes they empower wrong. To simply be a community, even a religious community, does not assure positive change in this world. So what is the distinct contribution of Andrews as a community? What makes you a world changer? Well, <laughs> in case you don't, did not get it, I, I think you did. I imagine you did. But in case you did not get it, yeah, I, I want you to get it. This is important. I want you to remember it. It sounds simple. It sounds like, oh, yeah, there we go again. But no, I want you to think about this. Here it is. Here is what makes you a world changer. God is central to your entire being. Get it. It's, it, it's important. I'm not suggesting, listen, I, I'm not suggesting you're a world changer because in addition to knowledge, 
in addition to values, in addition to alignment and interaction perhaps with a great community, you also learned of God. I'm not suggesting that God is an added dimension. I'm suggesting that God is the center that integrates the entire meaning of your being. You are world changers when God is central in all dimensions of your life. Now, now why is that important? Well, God is central to knowledge. Think about it. To know is, discover, is to discover God in all the questions of existence. God is central to values. World-changing values do not exist because humanity in its long journey has somehow realized, oh, that makes it better for all of us. Values, true values exist because God is at the center of our being, not self. God is central to the community and church God is central to the meaning and identity of this idea of church. The Seventh-day Adventist movement is a community. It's a community of meaning only when a current, right now, present relationship with God is the center of spirituality and mission. So I'm arguing that God is central to your entire being. He's the meaning. He's the why. The source. He integrates every dimension. And to experience learning in this perspective is unique, different, and distinguished in today's world. You are an Andrews graduate. That's the it. That's what Andrews is all about. That's what makes you a world changer. In case you did not get it, there it is. <laughs> but now... You're leaving this place. Now you have to act on it. You go from this place and you change the world. Now, I, I, I understand what you're thinking right now. Ah, you, uh, your uh, attachment is with that theological seminary over there. <laughs> So, you know, thank you, Professor. You know, we, we understand, you know, and, and we're listening. And, and, you know, that's part of our Andrews thing. Thank you for sharing. But, but uh, really, um, you're suggesting the church changes the world? Uh, we enter a world. Yeah, you're thinking. 
and I appreciate it. We enter a world where we live alongside, we have neighbors, we work alongside people who do not believe in God. They don't believe the scripture is inspired in some way. And in fact, the people we work and live alongside of, they often have disdain for the church. Are you really suggesting, Professor, that the church (laughs) changes the world? Good question. Church, we ought to listen to that question. When I argue that a relationship with God is central to our entire being, I'm not proposing that institutional religion, now stay with me a minute here, don't get too excited and leave or something. I'm not suggesting that institutional religion, i.e. the church, changes the world. I know and you know that churches and people of churches build walls. That religious people become proud in themselves that religious people often become absorbed with the righteousness of their living, and that some even do bad things in the name of religion. And listen, graduates, I do not know the spiritual history and journey of all of you, some have shared a spiritual journey not unlike mine, a part of a faith community contributing in your lives now, whatever your history is. Listen, if not already, at some point, the questions you ask about organized religion and perhaps what we do as a church or what is decided in the name of the church, in our collective actions, will cause you to differentiate from the faith movement or a faith movement really linked in supporting the idea of why Andrews. So you have questions. Ask those questions. In reality, if I'm worried about the church, my worry depends on you asking those questions. Our future depends on those questions. They are a good place to start changing this world. If you find the church out there just drifting along to some philosophy or becoming a religious culture or becoming some kind of loyalty to tradition or history, ask the questions. Correct it. 
May we become a people of the here and now who change the world we live in today. I am not interested in a museum piece to marvel at. I am interested in graduates who change the world. Christian faith is none of the above. It's not a philosophy. It's not a cultural thing. It's not a loyalty to some tradition and some history. That's not Christian faith. In our post-Christian culture, faith cannot be a wish. Faith cannot be an institutional hope. Faith cannot be an experience that fulfills some need or void in our lives. It cannot be tradition. Christian faith is none of that. Christian faith is one thing. Christian faith is grounded in one event alone. That event is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There is no ground, no center, no starting point for Christian faith, no other place than Jesus and Jesus only, the risen, resurrected Christ. Okay, so, so what's next? What do you do Monday? What's next? How do you change the world? Okay, one simple word. And again, you're going to say, okay, well, that's just, no, it's just a word. No, think about it. One word. One word can transform us from being an idea, a philosophy, a culture, to being... <laughs> Followers of Jesus whose lives are centered in him. One word, act. Act. World-changing faith does not come simply by going to a faith community on a Sabbath or a Sunday worship. No, act. We do not change the world by celebrating our history. Act. It's the future that needs changing. Draw from all those sources. Draw from this community. Draw from that life, that knowledge, that energy, those values, and act. We do not change the world by religious rituals. We do not change the world by announcing fearful judgments to come. Act. The prophet puts it this way. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We've been very hard on ourselves, and you don't even notice it. I'll tell you why, I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, 
you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? Listen, listen to the prophet's word. It's a calling to you. No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free. And remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry. And give shelter to the homeless. Graduates, Andrew's community, faith community, the vision and the mission of this university today, yes, this faith movement today, means we question the way of things on earth. We question the injustice. We question the self-centeredness. We question pride and privilege. World changers are not satisfied with the status quo. They change things. Get this. Now, there's a bit of transition here. And this is, this is really important. It sounds simple, but if we don't understand this, uh, I mean, this is kind of part of that it. Change centers in a relationship with God who is love. Every great social movement that has transformed this world has been a movement generated out of a heart of love. God is love. Love. John puts it this way. We know how much God loves us, and we put our trust in his love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God. And God lives in them. When I say act, I don't mean just act because you know more, or you've had this experience, or you want to do something. Act in Love. Act in love. Love isn't some shallow emotion. Love serves. Love sacrifices. Love acts. You see, the world is not looking, church, for debate about biblical doctrine. The world is not looking for how Finally, we can parse our theology as though life depended on getting those things right. That's not what the world is looking for today. To have a relationship with God as the center of your being is about Jesus. 
only him. The risen Lord. And that is what we must get right. How did he describe loving and acting? Matthew. Come, you who are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick. You cared for me. I was in prison. You visited me. And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Graduates, Uh, One of the things I recognize at my age, and don't get too personal about that, you notice the gray hair. (laughs) One of the things I notice at my age is that more and more people your age are leaving the church. I argue they're leaving the church because we're spending our energies debating our righteousness because we're comforting ourselves in religious pride in that process because we become, oh, it's so gradual, we really don't recognize it, but we become culturally arrogant and we focus on the fearful judgments to come. Don't join that crowd. Be a world changer. May I even suggest be a church changer. I'm not suggesting you have to walk out the door to do that. In fact, you're not going to do a whole lot of changing when you walk out the door. Have the courage to ask the questions and to challenge the status quo. That's what I am suggesting. Act. Act in love as Jesus loved. There are people out there needing love today. Joni and I, since (laughs) having a a new phase of our life begin in our southern coastal Maine area, have been serving one day a week in a drop-in center just Thursday with this message on my mind. A gentleman whom I have often listened to, often let him pour out his confusion to who in middle age is going through a transformation of his gender identity. Oh, you parents, I'm sorry to create that conversation for you when you go home, but... (laughs) And it's very obvious by his outward appearance that he is mid-transition 
And I've listened to all the stories and the difficulties and the challenges just this Thursday. He arrived at the drop-in center bruised and beaten because somebody could not accept and tolerate who he was. Just this Thursday, I had a conversation with a 17-year-old. Ah, this young man is now what we call couch surfing. Uh, you folk know what I mean by that. Why does a 17-year-old couch surf when he grew up in that community? Now he's homeless. He's not on drugs. There is no problem except a revealed identity that Christian parents often cannot accept. And he's out of his home now. I visited with him week after week, and I tried to share a smile because that man, young man, needs hope to go on every day. I visited Thursday with some new folk at our center He had been working the day before all day in an asphalt paving project in our community, picked up by an honest employer and paid as low as could be tolerated by the hour in cash. You get what I mean? Don't report this, and I won't report you. (laughs) Two children, his wife legally employed, but she is mothering two children. And she works uh, in a fast food restaurant, hardly making a living part-time, and they have no place to call home. A mother, a father, and two little children. This world needs people who have the love of Christ as the very nature and identity of their being. It's not about you. It's not about us. It is the love of Jesus for all of his creation. And the privileged, (laughs) oh, we've sad news this week, the privileged of this world, who have wealth, who have opportunity, sometimes just can't deal with it. And they need to know that there are young people who know at the heart and core of their existence, God provides meaning. When God is the center of your life, you love in extraordinary ways. The truth about God is, He is love. Don't you ever let anybody say, well, that's some weak mamby-pamby doctrine. No, that truth can change this church and change this world. God is love, and let it change you. Now, you're going to be locating in a city or a town. (sighs) Find a place to serve. 
You're no longer going to be in this cherished little community of Andrews. Now, some of you have probably driven a long distance back and forth to classes anyway. But you're no longer going to be, well, some of you are continuing in your education. Congratulations. But some of you, you're entering the real world, workplace. Find a place to serve. A drop-in center, a shelter, volunteer. Be a regular volunteer. Or create places for conversation in your community where issues of science, issues of faith, co-mingled in dialogue can be discussed without judgments. Launch a book group in your home or a neighboring coffee shop. Defend the poor. Give voice and action to equality in education. Promote a world where black, white, male, female, all people without regard to race, gender, age, or wealth have equal opportunity, respect, and justice. Act up. Act up for health care. Act up for justice. Challenge the privileged in this world. Break down those walls. Gather the powerless and make them strong. Serve. This is what identifies and defines Christian. This is what identifies and defines Adventist. This is what identifies and defines Andrews. World changers made here. You can do it. You can do it. Let love, let compassion and service define us. Go change the world. Yes, we live in a flawed suffering world. We could use some change. Yes, we live, serve, and worship in a flawed and fallible church. We could use some change. Act. These challenging times are an opportunity. They are an opportunity for the people of Andrews to go change the world. That is why we're here. That is why Andrews is here. That's our identity. And you, graduate, are a world changer. Go change the world.